0: The Sit Rep Podcast is sponsored by Black Sight Studio, the creators of incredible pre-colored terrain. Whether you're looking for terrain in 28 or 15 millimeter, they have a wide selection just for you. No matter the type of game, Black Sight Studio has exactly what you are looking for. They have new releases all the time, and their catalog continues to grow. So the next time you're considering new terrain, jump over to Black Sight Studio, and you will find just what you need. Remember to let them know you heard from us. Black Sight Studio, the official sponsors of the Sit Rep Podcast.
1: You are listening to The Sit
0: Podcast, your home for everything related to modern wargaming. Whether it's reviews, rules analysis, play-by-plays, hobby time, or even gameplay videos, we will bring it all to you. And now for your hosts. From England, we have Ralph from the great white north of Canada. Chris our historical editor, Big Jim Oriskany, and G, both from the United States. And now, sit back, relax, and get ready for the ultimate ride into modern wargaming. Hello, everybody. This is G, and you are listening to the Sick Podcast. This is the first episode of Series 4, or Season 4, depending on which side of the pond you're on. And we have a full show, and we have an especially full house today. So, joining us in this very special first episode of the new season, we have our historical guru, Jim Ariskini, from sunny hello. Florida. Jim, hello. Happy New Year. How are you doing? Hello, everybody. Glad to be back. Awesome. Awesome. And then over in merry old England, we have... Gaz and hello, Ralph. Hello. Happy New Year, guys! Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to
2: all everybody out there as well.
0: All right, and then joining me in the United States studio, I have Marty. Good morning, all. And Chris.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Now, this is not the Chris from the the Sit Rep podcast. This is the other the Chris. Uh, He is here to help us overanalyze everything. (laughs) And and that'll happen. (laughs) (laughs) Strap in, (laughs) boys. It'll be an interesting conversation between Jim and Chris at some point, I think. So, uh, you know, nothing implied there. But uh, I think you guys will put your brains together, and you'll really be able to dig into some deep territory. And then the rest of us can just go ahead and get along with the project.
3: Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and things, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I'm really in the dark about something. but I'm sure you'll <laughs> illuminate something sooner or later. So,
0: uh, like I said, we have a jam-packed show for you guys today. Everybody, hopefully you got your uh, cup of life or juice or something other. You know, we need to get Black Rifle Coffee Company to bag of sit rep life for juice oh yeah wouldn't that be awesome
4: i'd have to change my subscription then and say that's what i want
0: so uh matt best if you're out there listening if not we'll make sure we somehow send this to him yeah evan evan come on buddy hook brother up let's do it all right let's get us kicking off let's do a quick catch up with the entire team um jim you want to catch us up on anything you've done over the holiday break
3: Uh, Let's see. Holiday break. Um, Lots of little projects going on. Modern warfare wise, uh, we've been continuing with um, HK Ops role playing game, which is um, really starting to uh, to quote Full Metal Jacket the drill instructors are pleased to see that we are growing beyond their control. I am literally losing control of my group, um, which is a good thing, you know, in a good way. Um, they've picked up their characters. They've, they've picked up their own storylines and they're running away with them. It's literally becoming a, a bit of a part-time job, just keeping up with everything that's going on. Um, our latest episode, episode three, crossroads um, really kind of put the group in a bit of a, a character development uh, Crossroads, as the name of the episode suggests, where they were forced into a more or less impossible decision, Um, a decision with no right answers. Uh, The video is up on YouTube, on SITREP YouTube channel. The write-up is over on on Tabletop on one of our various, we have several now, um, SITREP project threads going on. Um, so I won't bore everybody with the contents of a six hour and 45 minute, uh, gaming session or video or whatever, but it was, it put the group into a position where they had to make a literally impossible choice. There was no right answer. And I told them all that upfront and I gave them both, I gave them all warnings that both courses of action they could take in this crucible, so to speak, was, um, going to, uh, for lack of a better term, punish the characters, stripping dots off of their, basically their humanity scores, their conscience scores, or brand them as um, politically unreliable or corporately unreliable, because they're playing uh, private military contractors. Mm -hmm. Um, They had to choose between the client Pretty much, they were. We, we were, the the game took place in Indonesia, and you had to take you, you had to defend uh, a um, an Exxon subsidiary uh, oil platform and oil pipeline that was under construction there uh, from local insurgents. Um, and then they were attacking more than one target, and it was you know, do you do the human thing or do you accomplish the mission? Right. And uh, it's the kind of thing that we see in modern warfare all too often. And the group got to make that decision, and it was two flavors of horrible there was no right answer but in that they were going to be confronted with a certain type of adversity and therefore overcoming that adversity developed their characters and um, they got to pick which uh, you know which which bowl of trash so to speak uh, they would <laughs> um, they would be subjected to yeah. and uh, there was a lot of debate they finally made their choice and suffered the consequences and reaped the reward so they basically got to choose their path Excellent. the game is really about um, character development I mean there's a little bit of ta- actually there's quite a bit of tactical realism in the game but what we're really going for here is character development mm-hmm. story arcs and narrative if we want tactical realism nothing else then I have a library of war games that we play uh, that I definitely want to be getting back to as well we'll probably be ramping HK ops down to about once a month because it's starting to squeeze out out, um all the other stuff we had going on in our modern warfare um uh streaming uh s- schedule so to speak so like i said it's it's um, it's getting uh it's getting it's getting complicated it's getting hairy to, uh, keeping track of everyone's relationships to each other everyone's relationships to everyone else's npcs who's uh got a relationship with who who doesn't have a relationship with who who's doing this who's doing that what's going on in that hotel room what's going on at, you know it's 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 getting to the point where we need an excel spreadsheet to, to keep track of it yeah. and we're only our third episode in so it's um it's definitely uh it's definitely taken off. Um, we've, we've also been streaming some of our hobby where we've been uh, continuing to work on our 15 millimeter Iraqis uh, to take it back to a little bit more of a tactical perspective Um, because my Marines are done uh, as we showed on Sunday stream Um, we just have to uh, now give them something to shoot at so we're building uh, an Iraqi army 1991 Gulf War not Republican card so no T-72s here no BMPs these are gonna be uh, BTR 60s T-55s type 59 mark twos so on and so forth and um, of course to go up against uh, the Marine Force which is already built The vehicles, the Iraqi vehicles are almost done. Now I'm just kind of uh, dreading getting into the uh, Iraqi infantry. Uh Um, But once that's all done, I'll have a complete 15 millimeter uh, set, both armies, probably about 40 vehicles all together and maybe 150, 120 infantry. And um, yeah, we'll be ready to do some uh, 1991 Gulf War uh, gaming of some type or description.
0: Perfect. Awesome, yeah. The HK Ops is really taken off, and I say run with it as much as you can or you know you're comfortable with. Um, you know, if we got people following it, you know, it's become almost like its own radio drama, if you will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it. You've done a really nice job with that. Excellent work, Ralph. How about you? Um, I've
5: done very little over the holidays. So I I wanted a bit of a break. Um what with work and everything so I decided to take a bit of it, I did some writing um, I did do some non modern gaming writing over the holidays which there was a project blog up there for that Um, I got back into doing a little bit of painting today, I did some touch up priming because uh, during the holidays my SAS urban, you know the ones with the gas masks the full sort Uh of urban assault uh, decided to take a header off my shelf so a little bit of chipping and some missing optics (laughs) so I had
4: to re-put
5: some optics back on them and just spray them black again ready for the base colours and stuff to go on And touched up on the um, SES removal as well because the the base primer hadn't got into all of the nooks and crannies. So Uh I just blasted them again with
0: some paint ready. What happened? But that's about it. Awesome. You guys still there? We are. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, One of the cables came undone and our headphones disconnected. Sorry about that. Sorry about
3: that. We, we had a little bit of echo for a second. but yeah. Seems sorry so about bad. that.
0: Yeah, it went to a regular speaker. It pulled out. So, all right. Oh, that sounds good, Ralph. Um, you know, everybody's been following you on um, OTT, so we'll have to see what happens there. Mm. Gas. That's a lot of writing. Yeah, a lot of writing. <laughs> and a lot of Photoshop.
2: Yeah, I, um, so I went away, I visited family, uh, my mom retired to Turkey, uh-huh. so I worked quite as close to the Syria front as, uh, as sometimes I've been, but uh, this time I was okay, <laughs> I went for a holiday instead, not a Sandy in uh, exercise, um, <laughs> I ate cake, I uh, drank a lot of brews, um, and uh, started sort of looking into... Um, modern warfare but looking at the angle how do you come into the hobby uh-huh so I spent a lot of time of you know researching on google looking at rule systems so this year i'll probably put up some posts in relation to how i am going to approach coming into the hobby to sort of uh, see what other people have to say in comments and get your feedback from you guys excellent um, On on how you come at it from a sort of a blind side where you know there's so much choice and rules there's so many nice models now out there yeah so many different companies great scenery you know, it's a it's a it's a real growing market, and uh, and I'm going to document how I come at that.
0: Awesome. So, which reminds me, I need to make you an admin for the Facebook page. Before I forget, um, so I can get you on there. Um, yeah, it, you know, I tell you right now, that would uh, definitely be very interesting. As far yeah, I think as, so. You know, somebody because there's a lot of people who ask. And Jim, there was a I sent you the message about um, the person who right. wanted to, you know, get into Panzer Blitz or Panzer Leader. Right. So.
3: Um, yeah, we're just going to have to, I mean, figure out a way to uh, get that person uh, in contact with me and, uh, we'll set up a game, you know, one of these days after that, I can send them some files. Um, but there's really nothing to it. I mean, if you want to play a war game, um, on, you know, the computer or whatever, you know, online or whatever, instead of around a table, uh, there's just, you know, a, a, a little bit of legwork that has to be done ahead of time as far as, you know, uh, graphics creation. And, um. For Panzer Leaders, again, the Panzer Leader family—that's that's literally a, a universe of games that spans almost fifty years at this point. Um, above board years, I mean, as far as game years go, it can, you can do anything. I've seen scenarios from nineteen nineteen to you know five or ten years in the future. So yeah, anything even close to modern or World War One, World War Two. Um, there's you know. It's it's easy to do. You just have to you know build the stuff. I can send them the stuff, and you know we, we can uh, we can go ahead and work it out. Excellent.
0: Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go right here around the table, Marty. What you been doing for over the holiday season?
4: Well, uh, let's see. I finished my three M3 walkers for uh, for dust. Uh, I was doing the uh, point a day uh, challenge. Uh, I also uh, finished uh, Rosie, so. Got all, got all that done by the uh, the end of the year. Had to do a little push at the uh, the holiday season there between uh, Christmas and New Year's to get it done, but came in right at the wire on uh, New Year's Eve. Awesome. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, over the holidays, we got some uh, some new games. So I, I got Crisis Protocol, the Avengers game uh, for uh, Morgan, and it uh, turns out I didn't know all the figures were kits. Some of those... Uh, you know, Ultron's like 27 parts to put together, then start painting. <laughs> so uh, I'm halfway through uh, painting those guys. Uh, uh, I've got Captain America, Captain Marvel done. Uh, I didn't like Captain Marvel with short hair, so I green-stuffed on some longer hair. And uh, she turned out pretty nice, pretty happy with that. Can't complain. And then uh, I have a friend of mine that lives a couple blocks uh, down the road from me that uh, uh, we've kind of been talking back and forth about... the. Uh, various tabletop games and asked me about uh the song of ice and fire which you were uh kind enough to provide me with uh some material support there so
0: uh yeah we had a copy or two laying around
4: yeah i didn't realize there was like a <laughs> hundred dudes in the starter box so i won't be playing painted anytime soon <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but, but, hey, major faux pas i, I is it better to play unpainted, or is it better to, to wait the, you know, two months it's going to take me to paint all those things? It dudes? honestly
0: depends on who you talk to.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, in this case, uh, because I, I am a fan of playing painted, it's just, uh, it's a matter of time. You know, because I have to finish my, uh, my Avengers guys. I also uh, uh, bought the Harry Potter uh, miniature game for... Uh, for christmas for the family Uh uh-huh and i haven't even cracked that open yet so that's next (laughs) well
0: if you need help there we have a special person who's excellent at cleaning and priming models for that and and assembling them and that would be gas i I heard
4: you know
0: i just didn't have the game yet
5: (laughs) 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 you've been volunteered guys
0: Well, shipping might be a problem, but yeah. no, it should be all right. Yeah. No, we'll just have you have to come over and celebrate. What's an American 4th h- of July? Nothing better than having a Brit celebrate 4th of July with us. Well, yeah. I'll bring my red coat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a musket.
0: I was going to
4: say, there's probably some sort of uppity column, colonist uh, comment coming there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll take my gray wig out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what I've been doing uh, like the last three weeks excellent how about you Chris
1: um, mostly just working um, that gets in the way of a lot of things um, painting a miniature for our D&D game and uh, actually just painting uh, some early versions of it uh, just try to get better Yep. get some mileage on the on the brush yep everything practice
0: makes perfect you know just you yep. the more you do it the better you get at it so All right, so for me, it's been a crazy couple weeks. Um, So, Jim, this will make you very, very happy. I have started my quest to assemble the complete Avalon Hill catalog.
3: Oh, okay. We talked about this before. How's that new wing on your house coming?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So as of right now, I have collected four more games over last week. I've got 1776. I have that Uh, one. i got Wizard's Quest.
3: not have that one
0: uh i have source of the nile (laughs) okay and i have outdoor survival and i do have robin hood around here somewhere so um i have stalingrad coming soon there you go um and then uh, i think i have a couple more coming so every time i see an avalon hill game on either facebook marketplace or um ebay or something that looks decent i grab it and i was just told by marty and chris that i have to go up to games plus because they have like an extensive collection of avalon hill games they, they oh. have an extensive collection. And Avalon games are there, is what I'm oh, saying. Okay.
4: They, it's a pretty, uh, pretty well stocked place.
0: So uh, I am definitely on my way to having to put up more shelves uh, to you know. hold my Avalon Hill library. So, you know, I already you have Band Fighter, Panzer Panther well, Leader, well, Panzer Blitz. Okay. What's that? You have to get June as well. Yeah. That's an Avalon Hill game. Yeah. Yeah. But I have Circus Maximus. So I'll have to get Gladiator and you know all the squad leader and advanced squad leader i and, was just
3: gonna say that's when it's gonna get crazy yeah is when you get into all the uh advanced squad leader supplements uh, i tell you what lead. some of
0: those supplements are going for crazy amount of money there's about 80 of them last i looked yeah well are you talking avalon hill and mmp or just avalon hill
3: um, I would. I got. I didn't know that MMP would your multi-man publishing. Yeah. Did they? Are they still making uh, Avalon Hill supplements for ASL? I think they. I are, know yeah. they bought the Panzer Leader uh, license a little while ago. No, as oh, far clearly. as I, I was aware
0: that they. Uh, um, no. That as far as I know, they're still producing some content.
3: Oh, I did not know that. For, yep. no, I know they're not doing it for Pange for Leader, I'm sorry to say. I didn't know they were doing it for uh, – I didn't even know they owned the Advanced Squad Leader. Oh, lessons. yeah, yeah. So, oh, that's pretty cool. Yep, because you can get their uh, the roles, you know, have
0: been uh, streamlined, and you can get, like, uh, learning kits. There's four. Like, I had the first one, uh, which teaches you basic infantry, you know, play. Then there's one for vehicles and armor and all that good stuff. So it breaks down each kind of section of the rules into a starter kit and takes you through learning scenarios. Right. Um, So, on top of that, uh, we have
5: created... Sorry, Jay, I'm just looking here. I had that original Gladiator game. Did you? And I got rid of it. Oh, no. Oh, a long time ago. But
0: yes, I had the original. Oh, bummer. That is mm-hmm. too bad. Um, so one of the other projects I've been working on over the holiday season is I went to Hero That's Forge because we were creating uh, miniatures for our D&D game. And I'm like, I wonder if they have modern stuff. And they kind of do. It's a very, what would you say, comic booky. Um, modern guy? Dubrowick. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the term I was yeah. looking for. But they... They turned out great. Yeah, so I printed up the first three. Now that I got the settings dialed in, and this is my version of Sergeant Rock. If everybody knows, that's like one of my main uh, characters when we play a game. What did we just do, Jeff? Oh, when we did um, uh, Contact Front. Contact Front, one of my uh, leaders was Sergeant Rock. So, of course, Sergeant (laughs) Rock's got to be smoking a cigar, to which was funny, because somebody commented, what about light discipline? And I'm like, oh, you know, it's Sergeant Rock. You know, we can forgive him this time. Maybe, um,
4: maybe he's not smoking it, oh, he's see, chewing he on
0: it.
5: Sergeant Rock, but not Captain Price from I was Call just going to say, <laughs> <you>
3: know, <laughs> that's we gave Ralph a hard time man. about that. Yes, I know, but come on, the
0: dude was in the woods next to a compound full of bad guys and he lights up. Sorry, yeah. that's kind of stupid. Just going to say I think it.
3: that was the, the inaugural edition of Gianna's drill, drill sergeant rant.
0: Right? <laughs> I think that
3: was the very first one.
0: So, uh... But, the, yeah, the mini turned out good, and here's why we did this. So, as a thank you to all our Patreon supporters, uh, we are going to give away some little swag. Um, so, we have three levels of supporters. We have the s- supporter, the team supporter, and then the producer, the first sergeant. At the uh, supporter level, that's our uh, main, you know, primary level, everybody will get a free mini. We'll send them a mini. At the team supporter, you will get the mini plus the official Jim oriskany long story short shot glass. Uh, Marty and Chris, since you have not really familiar with that, when Jim does extensive, uh, I, I, uh, what would you say? Explanations. Teaching you know, Explanations. He, he gets on this dictation. Uh, I, I'm trying to put this in a... In but, a way that it doesn't sound mean. But he likes worry, to really delve into he, the depths of something. He, he expounds really? with great detail. Yes. Okay,
3: The world is built on details. If you don't understand the detail, you don't understand your subject
0: matter. That's right. So eventually, the words, long story short, comes out several times during a, a broadcast. So we've now turned it into a drinking game. So when you hear, <laughs> long story short, you take yeah, a yeah, shot.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's make this long story very short Like, <laughs> like two words But that's okay <laughs> so, so you do
0: shots Every time he Yes. Well hopefully he doesn't say it too much oh, it was, or... uh, What time Jen and I uh, Jen's his girlfriend Jen and I were counting during a live stream I think you were doing Hobby uh, I don't know if you were building a map board or what I can't remember exactly what I think it was. And you said it about six times. So Well, you, yeah,
3: I was trying to teach people over the stream how to use Photoshop fourteen. Yes. Is, so no, sorry, in sure. in this time uh, span of
0: two hours it was six shots. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I would probably need to do shots just to understand anything <laughs> about Photoshop, so maybe that's right in my wheelhouse. There you go. So
2: they do—they do gallon bottles of spirits
3: over there. Right? <laughs> yes, they oh, do. Yeah. we had—we had to do the uh, the uh, full rip, uh, disclaimer. Um, <laughs> You know, we accept no responsibility for... um, (laughs) (laughs) Do not condone the the Sit Red drinking game.
0: Yep. So, that's at the team supporter level. At the uh, First Sergeant, which is our producer level, those people will get the mini, they'll get the shot glass, and they will get the custom dice bag uh, from Cozy Dice. So, um,
1: Sweet.
0: <laughs> so those guys that are supporting us uh at the top level we uh i will be reaching out to andy to get some bags uh and we'll get your mini and your shot glass and your dice bag sent to you as our little thank you for uh your support over this past year because it's been what roughly a year since we did patreon and we're up to 15 supporters now on patreon yep. So thank you very much to everybody who supports us. Um, that money is you know goes into an account and it helps to upgrade equipment. Uh, Jim got a nice set of headphones. Uh, I got a new mic arm because my other mic arm kept collapsing and that's some of the noise you were hearing in the background. so um, we appreciate your help on that. So on another token, very exciting news when it comes to uh patreon flag. uh the, the thing is with this miniature that we're sending you right now since it's a hero forge miniature we can't sell it. it it has to be given away right um so we wanted to come up with our own more towards our style instead of this heroish look and it looks great um but also to, to be able to sell it Uh, if we wanted to so I don't know if any of you are familiar with the name Patrick Keith but he is uh, a pretty uh, famous sculptor in the miniature market world Um, he has his own company called bombshell miniatures he does a lot of sculpting for like Reaper miniatures and um, he did some for Paizo for Pathfinder um, a lot of different games so he has agreed to create a miniature and sculpt one for us that we can print on the 3D printer and uh, either send out to our supporters or uh, be able to uh, offer for sale. So it's very exciting. It's going to be totally custom from the ground up.
4: Can't wait to see it. Yeah. It's awesome. He does great awesome. work.
0: So
2: That's going to be a long discussion about what the subject matter is going to
0: be, really. Yeah. Um, so... You know, and the nice thing is, we're going to do some cross um, promoting. He's going to offer the mini as part of his Patreon subscribers too. He has like a like a catalog where you can order minis, so he's going to cross um, promote it in his Patreon group as well. So his catalog of offerings, which is nice. So. Uh, I think it's really good. Um, I heard from Sight Studio; they're interested in continuing their partnership with us, and there's another company that's very interested in coming on board as a uh, supporter as well. So we got a lot of exciting stuff in the works. So that leads us to our major discussion topic of the day, and why Marty and Chris are here. Other, uh, they're always welcome, but you know, I made them come early. To um, help with the podcast, I showered
4: and everything.
1: <laughs> Same here. I didn't know we we're going to be drinking this early in the morning. I'm okay with it. I
5: was going to say, you wearing pants today? Well,
1: you know, that's a personal far as you know.
5: discussion.
0: All right. So, if you guys have been paying attention, you are on the Facebook. Jim, which reminds me, we got to get you a presence on Facebook. Somehow, some way, I got to convince you. People are looking for you to ask questions. All right.
1: So I, you know, I don't know what I gotta do to twist your arm, but sign him up and uh, just uh, tell him this is him and uh, tell
4: him <laughs> yeah. just use his email address. <laughs> You're in, brother.
3: Uh, so drafted to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we'll if you guys have the been paying attention, model for our army, I guess not.
4: Uh, World War Three starting. If you didn't, uh, you know, catch the memo after we got the guys in Iran. So
3: I did my time. I did my time. <laughs> <I'm> all
0: right. <laughs> So, uh, what we've been cross-promoting on uh, on Tabletop and on her Facebook page, uh, and I apologize to whoever Maria something-something is, she sent me a really not nice email saying, quit bothering me, and I'm like, well, I didn't bother you, that was Facebook, when we, did our you know, you can pay for an ad to, like, grow your audience, uh, somehow, somewhere, she clicked something that said she liked games, and so, you know, Facebook sent her the thing, so, Maria, wherever you are in the world, I'm Sorry. Not really, but you know, as we're as trying as to Facebook be nice. It's almost Facebook
3: was a tragically flawed company with no responsibility. Right.
0: So mm, we're sorry. Yeah. Anyway, huh. so okay. there's a like little, a <laughs> there's this little uh, ad or blip going out. It's called 13 days equals 13 hours. And I've had several people who know what it means, and then there's a lot of people who don't know what it means. So uh-huh. that's what we're here to talk about today. 13 days to 13 hours is our attempt to recreate Benghazi from 2011 Um, we are going to create a scenario Uh, we're going to talk about that we're going to work through it here as a group uh and then how we're going to take 13 days 13 calendar days it may not be consecutive days but uh you know 13 calendar days to recreate the 13 hours so if you've ever seen the movie or read the book i highly suggest you do so it's a really good movie Um, It will give you an idea into the background we're we're doing. So I teased up our first picture on the OTT project site, and I think I put it on the Facebook page as well, uh, showing some bare metal Spectre miniatures. These are the, what are these, Marty? Uh, Alpha. Uh, Task Force operators. So uh, they are the closest I could find to the kit that the guys from the the CIA annex were wearing uh, when they went to go, Rescue the ambassador. So uh,
2: the JRS. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. So now we're going to put our mighty, mighty brains together to come up with the project. Is this and where we start drinking? This is where we start drinking, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh, there's Irish whiskey in the flask right there. Oh, oh. You want it in your coffee? Well, now. I have it. Hold on.
4: Be. be I'll, I'll get it because I need to. Uh, oh, you got it. Go see a man about a horse. Okay.
0: It's it's the flasks literally on my bathroom sink. Okay, I'm going to your bathroom. amazing. What a coincidence. All right. So this is where Chris and Jim come in because you guys are very analytical in a lot of ways. Um, So here's my thought. And Gaz, jump in because as a newbie, you know, as far as modern miniature wargaming, not newbie to wargaming or military, obviously, but (laughs) how do we do this, right? Okay. So so,
3: Gaz has some uh, designer chops on it. Yeah, he does.
0: He does. So this is going to be awesome. <laughs> we have uh, two game designers in the house. We've got, you know, historical editor in the house. We've got military uh, experts, if you will, or Hysterical. survivors. Hysterical. Yeah, we have military survivors in the house. Um, so <laughs> this should be good. I and think- then we have our graphics guy. Right, Ralph? Yeah.
5: Um, one thing, though,
0: Jay, is he decided what game system yet? well here's that's what we're going to talk about okay so here's my idea and then you guys jump in or you know tell me what you think so as you all know in september of 2011 uh ambassador stevens chris stevens uh visited benghazi because he wanted to do some goodwill to her if you will um so benghazi at the time did not have a formal emb- uh, embassy it was just a compound It was kind of like a vacation home, really. Uh, A walled compound, and he had a couple uh, Department of State security officers with him. And for whatever reason, uh, there was a flare up of a warring faction, and they attacked the compound. Um, the night of September 11th. So I don't know if it was an anniversary thing or not. Did we ever determine that? You know, depending on who you talk to, there's a whole bunch of silly uh, theories. I'm pretty so, sure it was 2012, though. Yeah, it's the 11th anniversary of September 11th. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, what happened was, depending on who you talk to, the state guys put out a Hail Mary, uh, all-hands call, and the closest people were the GRS over at the Annex. And, um, so it's Jameson. I was going to say JMO. All right. And, um, so according to the movie in the book, again, I, I'm going off the sources I've read. I haven't read everything because I think the station chief denies the allegation that he would not release the GRS to go get into combat with whatever people were attacking the compound because technically the CIA wasn't there. Shocker. Right. So um, it—I don't know how many hours passed. Was it like two hours before they actually just said "fuck it, we're leaving," um, and uh, the GRS Chrissy, did their you, thing? You've the, got the whole breakdown. Chris, you have the
4: timeline there. So there's yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to still trying to read. So um, trying to read. Gotcha. All right. So so
0: here's here's so it took them. There were several hours delay between the time the GRS left the compound and then got to uh, to the ambassador's compound. So here's our theory we want to play it where the grs wasn't held up could they have changed the course of history could they have saved the ambassador um so the way i'm thinking of doing this and jim this is where you come in with your excellent wargaming I mean, creation skills
3: i've got a, a a map of the actual incident open in front of me so okay i got scared what, what i'm
0: thinking of it was a mile between the two compounds oh yeah 1.2 miles yep. So we're going to do this at two levels. The first level is the combat, rolling combat from the annex, the CIA annex to the ambassador's compound. So we got to travel that 1.2 miles. That's where you come in. So do we use Valor and Victory for that? Because obviously we can't do that on a miniature tabletop unless we go to like 6 or 10 mil.
3: Oh, you got lost one of that.
0: Or we use the driveway as the playing surface. (laughs)
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, um, You can do it in a larger scale if you do it the way they did um, Speed Freaks, where you have a rolling road. Yeah. (laughs) So you remove a tile as you you actually have the vehicles move down a road and basically slide back and put the tile at the other end or a new tile. Well, there again, Gaz, we're
0: doing this in thirteen days. Not thirteen yeah. months. It's <laughs> not a problem for you, G. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fired! <sighs> and there it is. Shots fired across the ocean. <laughs> so when okay. You-
3: so, um, yeah, it's one point two miles between uh, second compound annex and uh, the main compound. There's really only one looks like reasonable route to get there. I'm not sure if that's the route they took. Um, so you want to have uh, like a uh, some sort of command tactical level game. Like you can do it with miniatures. You just have to kind of uh, forego the whole uh, the whole WYSIWYG concept. There are plenty of miniature games. Yeah. That. Um, you know, people say, oh, you know, miniature games are only good up to certain scales or certain sizes. Yeah. Well, you know, one figure can represent, you know, a thousand men. We see that at, you know, Battle of Waterloo. Of Lips, course. Yeah, Leipzig, yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, there, there are ways to do it. It just it just won't really be visually WYSIWYG. The figures won't be the same scale as the buildings or whatever, which for some people defeats the purpose of a miniature game. Right. Well,
0: that's what I was thinking. Um, if we did it did it like a Hex Encounter game or uh, Gas, you know, when we did Day of Heroes, you know how we did yep. the, the run from you know to get to the down helicopter?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, same yeah, same good. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, Jim, we, we do it as a Valorant Victory or Day of Heroes, whatever, uh, on a map. It's just and a run. it's just- And yeah. I don't think they did a straight shot down the road. I think they did get detoured a little bit, at least from the movie it appeared that way. Well, there's no
3: road that leads directly to it. There's yeah. two routes to get there. Either one's going to involve some turns. Yeah. So it's not like get on a road and just go straight forward. Yeah. So a rolling a rolling system might work, but you'd have to have at least one or two corners in there. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to do it that way, or if we wanted to do it, I'm trying to see about how big the, uh, the Valorant Victory map would be to do it. You know, um, we can make the map as big or small as we want. In the end, it's a game. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if we wanted to try and recreate the incident um, as best we can, uh, with the one historical uh, caveat being. Um, the, uh, you know the operators are not uh, you know the the, the the GRS operators are not um, delayed or whatever you know? yeah right um, all right so let's see here I'm doing some math here on my keyboard here all right real, so it's uh, 6400 feet divided by three that's 2,000 yards divided by 30 uh, it's gonna be a big one it's gonna be about the same size map as we did for uh, the Vol river crossing 82nd airborne okay Twenty September so um, if we did it in Valorant victory now um, about how many people were in that GRS group there was what six that responded five or
0: six uh, I believe yeah, there were... see,
3: th- this is where modern wargaming runs into a problem you would have a map 70 hexes across uh-huh. and your entire force would be literally less than one counter yeah it would be six guys so six guys is basically we could cheat a little oh. bit and say that they're you know or we could make them all heroes and we could have like six figures or whatever we could probably do that that
4: would
0: probably we be could. the smartest thing to do
4: well while they were traveling it was two vehicles right yeah it
5: was it was two it was two two sets of um
4: basically yeah. hum, uh, not on fee but um the uh, beamers or yeah. Yeah, it was it armored mercedes and yeah. uh suv yeah it
3: yeah. yeah. could definitely work as like a um that's like a mini game. It, 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 it would not care. It doesn't have the legs to be its own game by itself. Okay, so it would wha- be, it how would five you propose hours, to do it? Five hours of work and five minutes of gameplay. You know, <laughs> no, it would because it's yeah. like I said. Your your army, the biggest you could possibly make. Your four. And by now, we're not even really playing Valor and Victory. We're making up our own system, which is fine. But we're talking about literally. Six or seven pieces uh-huh. plus whatever the enemy had. Did did the GRS uh, encounter resistance all the way there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's yeah a times two bad guys at least, maybe probably times three. We're talking about maybe 20 pieces, 25 pieces on the map, which is respectable. Oh. but you Have know, you seen the movie Not...
0: 13 Hours, Jim? No. If you get an opportunity, check it out because that will give you a lot of background on it, or the book. Um, you could read the book as well, but visually, uh, 13 Hours the Movie would give you a, a kind of a sense of what they were going through. Um, I
3: have a genetic, innate distrust of movies.
0: I know you do, but at least it would give you some background. I'm not saying it's totally 100. Remember, it's from the viewpoint of one of the GRS guys that survived. Yeah, okay. Jack Silkman. Yeah, so...
3: I've got a reference open here in front of me. It's just not going to be, you know, yeah. completely. Yeah, but what happened,
0: it was almost like Black Hawk Down in the sense that they were going through the roads. They encountered some resistance yep. here and there. Uh, the two, uh, if you want to call them snipers, the long shot, the long rifle guys, they did try to get to high ground above the uh, compound, could not get a good uh, sight picture. So yeah. they, there was time wasted, them trying to get the high ground and then having to leave it and then they met up in the compound. Uh, The guys got into the compound after the bad guys had already been in it and set it on fire. Uh, They tried to rescue the ambassador. They could not find him. They rescued uh, the IT guy who unfortunately had died before they got to him. They pulled everybody out as the second wave of guys were coming into the compound. So there was a little small firefight in the compound and then they had to do another race back uh from the compound to the annex and then they did the alamo essentially at the uh,
3: yeah.
0: annex yeah right i think the truth of it
2: is if they'd not oh. got delayed they'd have hit the compound when the main insurgency was going on and yeah. the numbers would have meant they wouldn't have gone in at all yeah, that's, that's another that's, one if. Perhaps would so. they have gone in? Yeah. Would they have
0: fought outside the walls? What would they have done? So, you know, yeah. these are all the well, interesting there's, you know, aspects terrain, of it.
3: There's, I mean, what I know about Benghazi, at least the city, is from World War II. Yeah. Um, there's not really any terrain that's high over those walls. I don't know how high those walls were. They were what, obviously probably it's, 15, within the city feet maybe. Uh, it's, it's, it's within a city. Wall. So if, there's, if you're trying to get a line of sight into the compound from outside the compound, you're going to have to get on. A, well, they were climbing like, a building.
0: They were. I was gonna on a say building. it's gonna
3: have to be. It's gonna have to be a building. Yeah, no, yeah. They
0: were. They climbed into a multi-story building and then just yeah. did not get the right they, angle they needed. Yeah, they didn't have a good vantage point to
4: be able to engage anybody. So then they backed out and went into the compound itself to join their comrades, since yeah. there was only what four of them in there, and one of them was an interpreter.
3: Yeah. So you'd have the you have like six or six or seven individual. Uh, I don't want to say heroes, but uh, individual. Um, I mean heroes in a gaming sense like individual characters that are you know uh, in, uh, units that are one person i'll put it that way uh-huh. yeah. uh, single man units or whatever yeah um it looks like two vehicles armored toyota land cruisers and uh, someone said something about a mercedes yeah it was like an
0: yeah. mer- up-armored mercedes suv okay
3: or was so, it a, no, yeah. it was a sedan
0: sedan yeah well whatever it was so, it was an up-armored vehicle
3: a couple up armored uh formerly civilian vehicles all right so they're they're cruising down the road um Again, it sounds like you want the main miniature table to take place in the main compound. That's yeah. where the main battle yeah. going to take place. Alright, so you'd have almost like two mini-games, like yeah. them getting there and then them getting back, assuming Correct. that they can get into the compound, save it, and then, you know, get out. Yes. Um, that's fine. I would suggest some kind of like, um, I, I don't want to say make it a stealth game, but make it uh, something like, alright, as you're heading down the road, there are certain things that you can do in the system to modify a die roll. How how many of these um, these local hostiles are going to you know see you and then if their shots fired okay next turn that roll is going to be higher yeah and that roll is going to be higher that roll is, the more trouble you get into the more trouble you're going to get into because yep. now there's more noise obviously organically in the game system in the turn sequence you're also going to be slowed down um, uh, you know you, you can't just you know 1.2 miles on an open road you can do that in like what a minute and a half yeah um but that's not going to happen you know it just it doesn't sound like it.
4: no no they also so, during the during the travel there they bring into several unknowns so they didn't know if you know there were armed parties out there they didn't know if they were an ally they didn't know if it was a uh, another competing faction because Benghazi was kind of up for grabs by various factions at that time yeah. you know so there's uh you know some Some folks they engaged. Some were actually allies. Uh, Some just kind of gave them the side eye and let them pass. You know,
3: so yeah. Force Force on Force and Contact Front both have pretty good rule systems about um, like rules of engagement and identifying an enemy before. They're an actual enemy. Yeah. So in Valorant Victory, we could use some variation of the blind counters that we were using for Viet Cong. Uh-huh. Or for something like that where, okay, you see somebody's there. You see they're armed, but you don't know if they're friendly or not. And uh, whoever's playing uh, the locals or whatever, you know, only when they fire, they're almost certainly going to get the first shot. Or, I mean, it's up to the GRS. The GRS can just, you know, go in there, guns blazing, but then they're going to be enemies with everybody. So I don't know. We, it, It doesn't sound like we want that part of the game to get too bogged down. We're just trying to see how long it takes and how many guys make it to the main compound. Main compound is the main game. Yep. All that transit game is going to determine is how many turns it takes and how many of the original GRS operatives make it there. Yeah. In other words, that mini game up front, all that really does is set up the starting conditions for your main game. Yes. Yes yeah okay so um, if you if you make it there on turn three the uh this is the state of the uh, enemy force if you make it there on turn four it's a little bit worse if you make it there on turn five it's a little worse because so, i'm assuming that as the attack was going on more and more um insurgents were attacking that main compound um so i don't know we'd have to figure out some way to uh, determine how the results of that transit game are going to affect the starting conditions of your main compound uh, firefight game
5: Yep, I think as well just an idea just going off that from the travel you know the, the travel stuff and that is is you would need I think a separate event track for you know say for example on turn 1 50 insurgents have hit the compound yeah and then you could have it if they are delayed by say turn 6 something bad has happened within the compound say
0: well, at some, some point, you know, it's just force. like uh, Rourke's Drift. The, the building catches
5: yeah. on fire. so Things you know, like that. Yeah. So you're, so you're having an event track for what's going on at the compound while the JRS guys are traveling to it. Yep. So they may get there in two turns. If they get there in two turns, nothing catastrophic has happened, so they are at a better advantage uh-huh. than, say, getting there six to eight turns later where the compound's on fire two of the protection group that are with the ambassador are dead. He's hidden away somewhere, still alive, but you know, is in jeopardy, so you know, you
3: could you have that sort of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah, we could have that with two other threads sort of worked into it. So number one... Thread number one, the historical events. I mean, we can look up, I'm sure there's a minute by minute, you know, account somewhere when certain buildings caught fire, when certain events happened, when, you know, the, you know, the ambassador was hit, you know, when certain things happened that could be built into that table. Number two, I think we want to add a certain degree of randomness. Yes, most definitely. Where it's not automatically getting worse as we go. Um, because we want to be able to put a dilemma into the transit game where, okay, we got to the edge of the compound. Things are really bad right now. Do we want to wait a turn? Hoping that things will get better next turn or like the, the, the the firefight like swirls off into a different part of the perimeter or something with two trade-offs next turn might get even worse and next turn we out here in the transit game might get hit by even more insurgents so it's going to be a risk reward kind of thing Yeah. Um, and three a general trend these are the three basic threads of probability we want to work into that chart is that in general, but not entirely, but in general, the longer it takes, the worse it gets. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no point in having in the transit game the GRS operators, uh, to be in a rush, uh, to get to the main compound. So it would be, um, a little bit of time spent on that chart to really kind of um, come up with a compelling um, range of probabilities. Uh, I would suggest that that work on some sort of a bell curve, um, you know, 2d6 or maybe even 3d6 or 2d10s or something like that, as opposed to a single dice uh-huh. that allows more likely stuff. First of all, I'm just a fan of bell curves. And um, because, I mean, obviously in game design, bell curves will put the more usual um uh, events happening much more often and the really crazy stuff does happen but not nearly as often whereas if it's just like a straight out D6 or a D10 the crazy stuff can happen just as often as the not so crazy stuff yeah and by having different events in there you're also are going to enhance the game's uh, replayability value um because it won't play at the same time every time this was a big issue when, when we were trying two or three years ago we were kicking around the idea of doing a Sanchez Air game and uh the design problem I kept running into with that was, you know, Senna's Air, the big the big raid to blow up the dry dock mm-hmm. where the Turpins was fit uh, or would have fit, is no matter what happens, sooner or later it comes down to that single die roll. Does the Campbelltown hit that dock and blow up or not? Yeah. If it does, the Germans lose no matter what happens. If it doesn't, the British lose no matter what yeah. happens. I mean... <sighs> so it becomes you know okay well why replay the game when you didn't really have any player agency in the first time it's just a historical event that doesn't really lend itself um to a big game for that reason unless you get really fancy with the victory points and so on and so forth um so i bring all that up is because we would definitely want to avoid that we want to avoid it where you know um the diplomatic security service isn't the only thing that matters. The status of the ambassador, isn't the only thing that matters. Um, because in that sense, if he gets, you know, if he's hit like two or three turns in, the transit team hasn't even made it to the thing, uh, to the compound, then what's the point of continuing the game? Right. We want to make sure that our victory conditions and that random events table has some elbow room where the game can continue and can continue more than once because you don't want to do all this work and only play it once. Um, and get to you know so you can have a a, a challenging game for both sides and i mean we're, we're talking about all this stuff you know how do we handle the grs how do we handle the diplomatic security service how do we handle the compound there's another player in the game too yeah. unless we make it a solitaire or a cooperative game which is a possibility not to muddy the waters too much we could make this a cooperative game where the libyans are, are handled more through an ai deck or something like that i mean th- there's plenty of choices here so I guess that'd be the first thing we wanted to determine. Okay, we've got some basic concepts down. We yep. have the main compound, and we have a mini-game that transits from CIA Annex to the main compound. That's great. Do we actually want to make this a war game, or do we want to make this some sort of collaborative, cooperative game? Pretty much uh, one thing one
2: thing with the transition, the two uh, Armored Turtle land Cruisers, because I've just been reading up on it, did yep. make it there and back. So... Um, they weren't destroyed en route, and they weren't destroyed on return. It seems that the only thing that hit them was AK forty-seven fire and hand grenades. Yeah. They did get back with like flat tires, obviously multiple bullets, but because of what they were made of, they did make the transit. Uh, the initial consulate was called in at nine thirty p.m., so it's a night fight. Yep. Oh yeah. Two and a half um, hours.
3: Yeah.
2: We're
3: kind of ignoring um, that anyway.
2: Yeah, uh, and the team left at around uh, ten zero five, so twenty two zero five, I should say, um having been briefed and loaded into the Land Cruisers, and they were back in the annex at twenty three fifty.
3: So what's this uh eleven fifty? 1150... Oh, there—that's yeah, when they got back. Sorry. That's when they returned the... Yep, gotcha. So yeah, not two hours. So because
2: like hour. no. it was all logged in the station book.
3: Oh, yeah. not even like so, like
2: uh, yeah, it's quite minutes. a short initial timeline. Um so uh, if they left at ten oh five and they got back at eleven fifty, you're talking an hour forty. Yeah, five they, minutes.
4: Yeah, they spent very little time um uh, on the Wrong objective side. at the uh uh at the consulate because uh you know they had recovered who was who was alive and who was dead that they could find and then uh they couldn't uh couldn't get back into the building because of the fire and presumed that uh uh the ambassador uh had been killed in the fire and loaded everybody up and rolled out back to the annex Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so it's it's quite a short timeline for the initial bit the actual main part of the 13 hours was the defense of the annex Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: they do make it seem like there was a lot greater time span between the time they went and um, you know when they got that first call for help and they actually left the compound they made it seem a much longer time span then, what, 40 minutes-ish?
3: 35 yeah. minutes is a long time in a firefight. Though? Oh, hell
0: yeah. It is. It, yeah. <laughs> it is. 35 seconds
1: is a long time in a firefight. So,
0: yeah, I mean, so...
2: so I do remember uh, they so, didn't have the stuff to break into the buildings, so that's why they poured the diesel down to burn them. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: So they had limited capability to get through what is a standard um diplomatic compounds you've got the anti-climb walls you've got the cac gates that are hardened you've got hardened buildings you got the 100 meter perimeter you know from the wall in nothing to be there so you've got a kill zone there's like a standard uh, pattern for u.s embassies
4: yeah yeah now the the consulate wasn't truly up to uh the physical security Spec. standards they yeah, have required of, of a yeah. of an embassy which was one of the the beefs about the place in the in the first place but, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it did. Ha- it did have uh, uh, it had wall- hard
2: rooms.
5: Didn't
4: it, it? Yeah, it had hard it rooms. had walls. It had fields of fire. Not the best in the world because, like you know, oh, we're gonna put an orchard and a vineyard there. You know. uh, palm tree looks nice.
3: Okay. Yeah. Can I ask a, a quick macro question? Yeah. I mean um, Libya is a, is a nation that has effectively two capitals, Tripoli and Benghazi. If th- this was an actual embassy, this was the official United States No, it embassy, was not. You know? It was no. No, I was no, going to say it was, Where the hell is the Marine Security Guard? No, no, no. no it's that's a
4: diplomatic outpost. Yeah, that's
2: exactly
0: actually,
2: what it was. Okay. Uh yeah. Feb 17 was a security which was a local Martyrs Brigade. Yep. Uh, it was later disbanded about a year later. Um having basically some joined the fight and others just walked away, but they were facing down a lot of people.
4: <laughs> and as, as we know, uh, especially in the more uh, kind of third world uh, type of setups, uh, they didn't have any particular loyalty other than to themselves.
3: Yeah. Local troops are rarely uh, reliable. And they were id
2: checkers and gate opening clauses for the most part
0: yeah and it, and they left when the shit got it,
4: real it, yeah and it was a yeah, show was show, a force, show of force presence that hey this isn't a totally unguarded facility until you showed up and then it was <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> so here's what i'm thinking jim uh, okay. so we have 13 days again this isn't consecutive so we do 13 days of streaming can can you, are you willing to take on the challenge of creating the uh, game as far as the getting to the compound? And then the compound we're going to do in miniature form. Um, I ordered a uh, compound, like a diplomatic compound from Sarissa. Um, it's definitely going to have to be changed up to create the a U.S. consulate, the ambassador's compound. But we have some pretty good diagrams and satellite images that we'll be able to do that. We'll do it in 28 mil. Um, so ish ish <laughs> it won't be too scale yeah but uh, it'll be it the, the gist of it will be there so is this something you you'd be willing to
3: take on uh, I could do the transit game yeah awesome and then um, I'm gonna need uh, some uh... I can do the map i can make the counters i can you know design the game i can even probably work on that chart that we were talking about now, uh-huh. what i'm gonna need is uh some more details like the uh, the names of those uh those grs guys if they're available if not i'll just they, give them numbers they are available I'm sure, I'm sure their names are somewhere
4: yeah no that's that's oh. all public yeah. knowledge
3: okay um and it looks like the uh the the yeah, um, the locals, or I should say the the insurgents, you know, the threat, the enemy, were pretty lightly armed. I mean, AK-47s and hand grenades. I don't see anything about RPGs, grenade launchers. No, I public uprising, basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so light, light, light militia infantry concepts. Kind of yeah. yeah, very light.
4: Basically, I you know, in the like in the movie version, uh, there was a technical uh, that uh, uh, had a cruiser weapon on it. Uh, during, or something. Yeah, I, right. I don't recall exactly what it was. They it it
0: basically used as a roadblock at one
4: point, and and then uh there were some uh when when it came down to the annex fight there was some heavier weapons that got yeah. involved RPGs, uh mortars. That's what really mortars. that's what killed everybody. Yeah, um, yeah
3: mortars apparently hit the uh, the, the main uh, the, I should say the secondary compound a little bit later.
4: Yes. Yeah, and that took that place under mortar fire. Yeah, yeah. and that's what killed uh, Doherty and Roan. Yeah.
2: Interesting thing for you, G. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen hours. The map for the annex is uh-huh. on Arma 3. What? Wait, what? It's a map on Arma 3. So That's all we could do. There. A third part. <laughs>
0: yeah. In Arma 3, you could you could play a digital finish. Sweet. And now that I've got the internet working right, I, we can actually have a group of people play each of the characters. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm not sure if it's multiple player or whatever, but yeah, i well, no. armor three. Well, if it's armor three, it can be multiple player. Yeah, if it's armor oh, three, sure.
0: be yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so phase one is the. they don't have a VR version, G. What's that? Just hope they don't have a VR version. Yeah. Right. Um, so phase one is Jim's going to create the the transit to the consulate, the ambassador's residence. Phase two is that. Chris, Marty, and I are going to work on the miniatures version of the consulate, the ambassador's residence, and do that game. And then three, if we decide to, we can always look at a video version for the uh, annex fight in ARMA 3. So
3: So when we say 13 days, we mean like if we stream once a week on this, it'll be like 13 weeks or something like that?
0: We have 13 days to complete this. Cool. So no pressure. Yeah, like Jim. No, you got 13 days
3: starting now. Okay. Um, No, if if, if that's the case, tell me. I mean. No, 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 no. I I mean, I don't want to spread it out for
0: 13 weeks because we might lose interest somewhere. But.
3: How fast? Yeah, but somewhere in the middle, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. So we just have
0: 13 calendar days, uh, our 13 24-hour periods to complete this project. Okay. So 312 hours. 312 hours. So, uh, Jim, you're going to work on that. Chris, Marty, and I are going to work on the painting, the miniatures, and the compound. Uh, Ralph, I need you to create graphics and a, and a video yep. intro. Yep. Bye, gas. What would you like yeah. to do? I know you're kind of <laughs> limited with...
2: I'll get a broom. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know okay it's uh it's an interesting one actually Um, do you want to work with jim on rules and stuff yeah i can help with jim if anything i can help jim with i'm more than happy to
3: okay um the only remaining or not really the only remaining question but the the first initial question i run into is um for the transit game did we want to make this a competitive or a cooperative style game i don't know does anyone does, does anyone want to play the libyans I mean, I play the bad guys all the time. I yes, play the do. NBA. I play the NBA so many times in Vietnam. <laughs> it's like you know, you, I have a picture you, of you Ho Chi Minh. You play so many
0: he, times that you actually have a pith helmet and Ho Chi Minh sandals.
3: So I have Ho Chi Minh's por- portrait up here in my
0: office. You know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to play the. Uh, I'd be happy to play the militants and keep in mind, take away my knowledge of military <laughs> and just put it at what I think their level would okay, be. Okay, so
0: we want to make it competitive. Okay, cool. That's actually a little easier. So we so we can do this as an online stream, and we could get a couple guys to play the insurgents or the bad bad guys, and we can have a couple people play uh, the GRS and the uh, State Department and, you know, those people.
3: Yeah. Now, the game that I'm going to be working on is only going to be the transit. It's going to be yeah. the guys getting from the compound. Okay. Well, uh, I'm we, sorry, from, from the CIA annex to the compound. Yeah. So it's going to be six um six operat- operators and a variable number depending on activation rules yeah uh, but at least 12 probably up to 25 or so
2: um oh you've got a turp in there as well uh, an interpreter yeah right okay yeah yeah
5: in fact if you
1: want but remember um everybody speaks shotgun so uh you don't necessarily have to have a turp <laughs> not but it is um, it does have, Well a, no because
0: um, it does play into protection. is it a good guy or bad guy? You know, yeah, because if guy guy you're if you him. get up to a roadblock and if you don't know, like in the movie, they sent the interpreter out to talk to this one group. If you didn't have the interpreter and you're not speaking Libyan. Libyan. <laughs> I don't know what they speak, but um you know, so then, then you have the factor. Okay, do we shoot or not shoot? Because we don't know if they're bad guys or good guys. Or do we wait for them to shoot? It, at least with the interpreter, you could always send the interpreter out to see if it is good guys, bad guys. Does he get yeah. wasted and make it your now your mission's more complex? You know, I mean, it's there's so many yeah. factors you can roll into and yeah. make it a more interesting gameplay.
4: Yeah. Or do they lie to the interpreter and say, "Yeah, we're, we're 17 fab, We're good guys. We're yeah. with you." And then as soon as you go by, they smoke check you with uh, a dishka.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now. You had also said that uh you're talking about it yours is the the game in between but what about on the way back
3: yeah that would be um that would basically be the transit game in reverse yeah uh, yes With different uh, that would actually be pretty easy different uh, event chart easy. right it would be a different event chart and different victory conditions um yeah just don't get smoked <laughs> yeah, and then also uh, I'm. Just, I mean, we're gonna have uh, some some uh, some casualty evacuation rules in here too. Yeah, uh, when a figure gets hit, you don't just take them off the table. You're gonna have to get that you know yeah. that person back. So yep. we're gonna have yep. to take care of, uh, and that's gonna work into the uh, like we do in Valorant Victory. Our modern. I should say our modern era Valorant victory rewrites where it's like, okay, if a VC gets knocked down or an NBA or a PLO guy gets knocked down, that's one victory point to the Israelis. If the Israeli loses a figure, that's four victory points. If it's an unsecured casualty, in other words, you left him on the field or, God forbid, he got captured, that's worth eight or something like that. Uh Or three and six, or something like that so it's it's bad enough when you know people get hit wounded or god forbid killed but if that casualty even if it's a, even if it's a fatality even if it's a KIA if that KIA falls into enemy hands I mean we've all seen Black Hawk down I mean that's, that's right. not good news so that's going to be you know and it's it sounds kind of you know um, callous to so just assign a victory point value to it, but you got to you have to m- 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 impose a real right. uh, incentive on the uh, operator player right. to make sure that even you know no matter what, no one gets left behind. Yeah, yeah but it you know it's it, a different culture.
4: You know, yeah, like you said, it yeah. may sound callous, but that's exactly what it it literally was. Victory points in Mogadishu yeah Yeah. that's literally how they used it for propaganda and whatnot
3: oh i mean we've done this i said uh, valorant victory is a barry doyle game written for world war ii infantry combat i took it and i updated it to 68 vietnam um 82 uh lebanon and 82 falklands and uh yeah that's the i mean we've run it on 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 stream a bunch of times now and it's 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 solid and it works it is. It's, well, first of all, it's a great system. I mean, Barry Doyle wrote the system. Uh, it's, a, it's a love letter to squad leader. It's, you know, a <laughs> great little system. Um, but then I just took it and I updated it to include casualties of civilians, rules of engagement, you know, all the modern stuff or whatever. And uh, it went through some teething problems, but I think now we got that part of it worked. Uh, now, again, we won't be using Valorant Victory for this because it's just not big enough. Uh-huh. Uh, Valorant Victory, each piece is at least four, probably eight men. So your entire force would be one and a half counters, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it'd be a quick game. Uh, But if we go down to an individual system, that's going to change a lot, but we can use the basics of the math uh, to, to sort of, um, you know, uh, at least as far as victory points go, handle casualties and evacuation. We've talked about all this about casualty evacuation, because I think that's going to be the main part of, the second part of that actually actually act three of the game you know getting back to the compound yeah um is getting as many people safely back as you can and safely you're not breathing you're not making sure everybody gets back in one condition or another
4: yeah having accountability of all your folks
3: hey jim is there a
0: way to make another person uh an admin or editor on the
3: project log on ott do you know uh that's the one weakness of the project. Not weakness. That's the one drawback of the project. That's the reason they kept the forums.
0: Okay. Well, the only reason <laughs> I'm asking is because you always do a great write-up, and I'm thinking there should be some kind of write-up to get people's taste buds, you know, wet for this project. Because, you know, I'll write something, but I do not have the flair for it like you do. So that's. I was just hoping to see if I can make you a, a co person
3: in the project? There are two ways around that. And I've experimented with them both. Number okay. one is to open up a parallel forum thread. The forums are very broad. Uh-huh. Everybody can contribute. Everybody can do stuff. Um, they're very horizontal in that way. The forum, the, so the project threads are strictly vertical. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's one person's project and that person has complete control and, and has, you know puts in all kinds of stuff. You can put in videos, documents, all the stuff you can't put in the forum threads, but it's only one person. Yeah. So one, stuff or option one which I don't know if I really recommend is to open up a forum thread as well right and have that just linked back and forth with your project thread Um, many people have tried that I've tried it I don't know I've had mixed results the other way that I've been doing it is like when not Piotr was working with me on, we did our 80th anniversary of the beginning of World War II in this uh-huh. past September. He would send to me writing, and I would just post it in the Oh, forum okay. Yeah. Or not the forum but in the project thread. Right yeah. uh, this was written by Piotr, whatever, you know. Yep. And uh, we were doing uh, 1939, German invasion of Poland and leader. Perfect. Uh,
1: what about breaking it down into multiple projects? Because it is different pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you could do that. Would we so you, lose something by breaking it down?
4: Is, is there any way to truly connect those, those much?
0: together? Or uh, you
2: can uh, you can hashtag them.
4: Yeah. Oh, there you go. So when you okay. do the search, you can.
0: Uh, so we could do one, one for each
2: recorder. phase. Yeah, so you could do a 13 yeah. days in 13 hours or and uh, hashtag it that way. So when people bring that up and do a search, it'll bring out all the ones in various settings. If you number them first as well and then put the name of that project, then it'll stack them in numerical uh-huh. order for you Ooh, so the people can click through correctly.
4: Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah between so the, the narrative and the
3: hashtag, they, they wouldn't all have the. Um, well, I, I guess it depends on you know, what you guys are going for. I mean, it wouldn't like when people put recommendations or comments on them, they wouldn't automatically be visible to other people that are following one of the other projects. Uh So our recommendation scores would be spread across two or three different projects, which would dilute its impact a little bit. I don't know know if those recommendation points are a big deal for you. Well,
1: what about having one over uh, a coaching project?
5: With a link to all the other ones as well. So you could link it back to each of them. So say for example the one that G's done there could be just about the painting process of the miniatures and getting the minis in the table collected. Uh-huh. Yeah? and then you could have one which was the writing of the rules for the transition part. And that you know, and you could have a post in there that links the two of them together. So if, you know, so you could say if you're reading this, then go to this one to see the next stages, you know, just yeah. a way yeah. of You can finish each, each
2: section there. with a stack of links. Yeah, the guys do that for their vlogs. So you can go from one to eight. They have to stack the links in every post. Uh-huh. So even if you caught number three, and you went, oh, there's actually six, and I'll click on them one now because I don't want to see three first. They stack a set of links at the bottom, sorry, as you go in, so you can go through them in order.
1: Gotcha. I still think you should have a one overarching project. Yeah, that, I agree from mm-hmm. a high level because then if people know, you could just tell them to put the scores in the main project if that's where
3: you're trying to see them yeah because i've i've there there's a there's a sit there's a sit rep general like this is the latest thing sit rep is doing and i've used it for contact front i've used it for some of the other stuff uh some of our streams um it hasn't really gotten a lot of attention so far so i don't know if putting a you know like putting this transit game on that thread would be a good idea or whatever
4: could, could this project be used to drive more interest in traffic there or because there's the lack of it, it's not a good place to put it?
3: Yeah, I mean there there are other projects. I have like the the, the Marines Iraqi project is going pretty well um, The HK ops project is going pretty well I mean there the sit rep already has about four or five project threads going on the project threads right now And uh, some of them are doing well and like one or two of them aren't doing so well uh, I am I mean, I'm, I'm I'm open to whatever you guys want to do. It's going to be the same amount of work for me no matter what. I'm actually thinking we should keep this consolidated in one project thread. I, I kind of
0: agree on that. Because if we dilute it too much, people are just going to not follow it well.
3: Yeah, you're 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 depending on the user to to, uh, to click a link and then click back. Yeah. And uh, those links are going to get tangled up before you know. it, after you know, each thread has three or four or five or six entries, and you have to keep duplicating that for every post. And, yeah. <laughs> The internet in general just doesn't have that kind of attention span. No, typically not
0: man. Got to
3: keep
0: it true
1: though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Kiss
1: know.
3: method. So awesome. all the all the support comments and uh, recommendation points we get are all in one place so people can see. I mean, it's all it's uh, what's what's there's actually a rule for this. I can't remember. Um uh, I'm I'm totally spacing out now. There's a mathematical rule that it drives a lot of internet stuff. It's like the more clicks something gets, the more clicks it's going to get. You know, mm-hmm. the more points people right. see like oh there's obviously a cool conversation going on here um so to kind of condense everything into like a one-stop shopping uh, kind of a model i think would work better i uh-huh. would just have if you want me to do writing for it i just have to send it to you and then you can just copy paste it yeah. into a text bar. i
0: think that would probably be the best way if it you know um yeah i think that would probably be best yeah it keeps everything it makes it's sense easy yeah. to
1: find one spot you're
0: not jumping all over the place yeah. yeah.
1: however if you're counting the clicks you know clicking off onto a different project then clicking back now you've got two clicks for the main
3: project instead of one
4: yeah the problem is is what if they don't click? yeah yeah you, um, you give them the opportunity to not click then yeah
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. and I don't even know if OTT I know me as a user I don't see clicks the only thing we see is no. comments and we see those recommendation um, yeah. up, upticks um, that's kind of how I track what um, I'm sure they have a way to, to track traffic that's a little bit more granular but I just look at the the, the, the consumer or the, the user facing you know interface where it's just you know those little red yellow and blue um, Thumb ups or whatever on recommendations, and that's what shows me, oh, this project is really kicking ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna put more content into this project, or this project, you know, is kind of sucking wind. People aren't that into it. Um, Another possible reason that it might be better to put things all in one project thread is that's more consistent or more regular updates, and that keeps it on the top of the site more often. Now there is a limit to it. I think it's every twelve hours or something like that. you know that way people don't spam you know projects you just keep you know updating 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 Uh but uh, to have more like an update every day or every two days will keep the project more visible to more people on a more consistent basis than having three or four different projects getting updated once a week because that front panel is only like five or six projects wide as far as whether or not it's visible on the top page i I agree i think that's
0: probably
2: smart move where are we looking to finish the timeline of the story? So we obviously know where the start point is and that's at nine thirty. Um at which point the attacks are already in full flow and the news has just come through to the annex. Uh-huh. But where are you actually looking at playing until Well that's until the question the do we vehicles roll back through the gates? Yeah. Are you gonna do the next fight? That would be a
0: fourth game. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, well, we're we're is... doing the animal. Well, so that, that's the question. We have to kind of decide. Do we end it when they make it back to the annex? Um, I would or, say yes. I, I would say yes, because I think... That's another whole table you guys so, got to build. Well, yeah. that or I'm doing it on... Um, well, here, here's my thought on that,
4: is that it's when you get back to the, the annex that ends this game. Yep. Now, mm-hmm. in the future, if you want to do an expansion... Yeah. You add the annex in as an additional module expansion, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But yeah. that, that gives you room to expand this particular game.
3: That's a good idea. Yeah.
2: And we could possibly revisit this, you know? Yeah. But I agree.
4: You know, if it turns out people. Date,
2: yeah, to come back and go, yeah, that works great and excellent. And, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that way like we're not investing to to too much research. in it. Yeah. yeah, it turns out it's popular and people like it. We're like, well, hey, not, now we're going to show you some more.
1: Yep. Also, yeah. it. You know, all we're trying to do is answer the question, could the ambassador have been saved? (laughs) Right. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So, yeah, at this point,
0: um, I'm good with that. And it also gives us time,
4: as you said, to build the additional terrain if we end up doing (laughs) it. Yeah. If, you, if you're
5: doing the Alamo, then you, it's the decision on do you do it with miniatures or do you do it digitally
2: as well
3: it looks like a smaller map but it would be another map
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah they brought a lot more to the fight in that one so the range stuff you're talking heavy weapons so yeah. they were engaging the compound from well outside the walls at some points
4: yeah and uh, dropping, I I stood on top of yeah it. Well, so and, the, and like the mortar stuff would probably be like off table fire you know that.
2: yeah Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they brought a lot of RPGs and some other stuff into that one as well. Yes, Because yes. they set up at the back with the coaches before they all rolled out. Um, so there was, yeah. There's a lot more to that engagement, and yeah. they were attacking multiple sides at the same time. So obviously, that increases your footprint.
0: Yeah. So I mean, from the way I'm looking at it, we could do that final phase if there's a good response. Because I mean, that would be a lot of work. I mean, not that the yeah. other parts aren't. But you're looking at a lot more work, <clears throat> excuse me, um, to do that. So, I'd hate to put in that much more work if you know. I think we're going to get a good response on this. I think that you know, if we execute mm-hmm. this well, this um, people will definitely be interested in seeing how it plays out. Um, and it could just be I- the second part well and i and i think that if so if people are interested i think that you'll get the
4: feedback well how come you didn't do this right why didn't why didn't you finish the the, the fight in the story and then you'd be like well the people have spoken that's what we're gonna do
2: mm. yeah what are you thinking for models for enemy forces the militants well, orcs, oh, a bunch of turn <laughs> orcs. <laughs> I was thinking but, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. I know someone that's got 100 miniatures, We it start numbers.
4: As long as you're I willing to play unpainted.
0: Un- <laughs> hey, spray you know,
2: it's painted. Well,
0: just- <laughs> I do have Ugh. a swarm of tyrannies. I do have several manas um, that I've already painted up, you know. Remember, gas yes, the ones we used to uh, test the uh, contrast paints on? Yeah, the guy in the green coveralls was particularly good. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I could order some more meadows. So we're not going to use meeples? No, we're not using <laughs> meeples.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the problem is numbers.
0: Yeah. Because um, obviously the other so were... Why contrast oh. paints are work. And I got two guys sitting here that are going to help paint them. <laughs> True debt. True day So we, wait, I don't know, what are you thinking? Probably 50?
2: Uh, Jim, what do you yeah. think? Because obviously we're looking at ratios and stuff here for are combat. You, right? are, you, are you talking about oh, just yeah, for the main the game, actual,
3: not the annex, right? The actual, just the main uh, game.
0: Yeah, for yeah the, the actual actual combat. game.
3: I don't know. Um, um,
0: yeah, probably. I mean, if um, we say one mini represents three guys as far as the enemy...
2: Yeah, that would. I think that'd be uh, fine. 150 troops, total. Because yeah. at the end of the day, regardless of how quick they're going to get there, the attack happened was already in full flow when they left. Yeah. Before they left.
3: Yeah.
2: So they, they're probably already be dissipating. The bell curve might be a reverse, as the forces and the militants have nicked what they want to nick, attack what they wanted to attack, and gradually numbers drop off. But so does yeah. the likelihood of the loss of the, you know, the uh, protection guys and the uh, ambassador himself. So it might be a weird one for the bell
4: curve, actually.
3: Oh no, that actually makes sense. Like, no. um, yeah, on turn one. Well, you're just uh, starting you're further facing... to the
4: left on the curve.
3: Yeah, on turn one, you're fighting ten insurgents, and the ambassador's um, secure, uh, survival check is ninety-five percent. On turn two, and then eventually, a uh, turn two, turn three, turn four, on turn five or so, uh, the, the the number of militants. Has peaked, and um, the uh, ambassador might be down to fifty percent. And mm-hmm. then on turn six, maybe it starts to fall off on the on the uh, militant side, because, like I said, maybe some of them have already started to leave. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's done looting or you know doing whatever this they're doing. Run right out of ammo, uh, or they, probably. <laughs> or they run out of ammo, or who knows what and uh but now uh, i think um you know, that all those buildings are on fire the uh there's still a rush to get there um because the ambassador's um yeah he's survival in a rate building, continues to decrease yeah right yeah. you know 45 35 25 15 you know it just keeps going down yeah um so the the, the grs operators never want to just sit there and let the grass grow under their feet they have to get there um they might get there and they say, well, oh man, it's, you know, we could be, we can fight a hundred, you know, militants now. And the, 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 ambassador is 70%. Next turn, the ambassador is down to 65. When I say 70%, the ambassador is now down to 65 or 60%. And we're fighting 50 terrorists. Yeah. Now we're fighting 30 terrorists, but now the, you know, how far do we want to push it? Yeah. Um, and that's where the, GRS player literally has to make a gut check. The faster he gets in there, the more risk it is to him. The better the risk, the better the, the safety margin is for the ambassador. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you have to make that that really uh, that really tough decision, I which agree. I think would be you know good good for gameplay. Especially if you
1: can get engaged get your uh, steppers engaged. They have a tendency to demoralize a group.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, Mm once one one sniper shot fires, somebody's head disappears off their shoulders and nobody knows where it came from. Nobody else wants to move.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Definitely. Uh, What what are you thinking for uh, ROE? Um. Because you've got mixed, you've got the. I was going to say, there's not going to be a lot of civilians. It doesn't sound like
3: there's going to be a lot of civilians on the board. I mean, because the civilians are going to, you know, they hear those gunfire and explosions. They're down in the basement. Uh, This is where where they live. They're not going to be out on the street. But there are those other. Militia factions. Yeah, 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 Some of them yeah. friendly. So it's a little different than usual ROE. Like the ROE we use in Valorant Victory is here are the enemy and here are the civilians. And the civilians move more or less randomly, almost like the zombies in the Walking Dead game. Yeah. Neither side really controls them. But one side can take advantage of the civilians and the other side can't. The, the quote unquote good guys can never fire through or into or they can never assault a hex that contains civilians or whatever. And, um, I've seen it happen on the table where the NVA or the VC will use them as shields. Sure, there was a there was a hooch up on top of a hill one time. The NVA had a douche in a hut with civilians, and they had half a half Marine company pinned down. They couldn't fire into that hooch, or call in mortars or whatever. Once those civilians left that hooch was a grease spot i think we called it an f4 phantom strike on it <laughs> <laughs> done and done uh, yeah uh yeah. they couldn't do that until then and by then the marines had taken casualties and lost <laughs> time and everything else here it's going to be kind of tough i have to think about it because the quote-unquote people that you're not supposed to shoot at it's not just that they're civilians it's their potential allies if you shoot at them they're now Enemies, you convert them into additional enemy units. Yeah, but Uh, they could
2: even be an enemy unit leaving that doesn't want to engage as well. That's another one.
3: Yeah, that's going to be one of the more that and the uh, the event chart are going to be the two most complicated parts of this game Yeah. So it's i am I'm gonna have to think on that one. Now,
1: wouldn't you have uh, different ROEs for on the way there? You know, you almost have to get shot at first to know that they're the bad guy. But if they're in the compound, well, they're bad
3: guys. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, that's, yeah, once yeah, but the, that's, the miniature game you guys are handling, I'm. Right, yeah, that's a that's, different game. The, in, in some ways, that's going to be a much more conventional game, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: It'll be more um, moving through the streets. You see guys that are, I don't know, 400 meters out walking away with AKs on their shoulders, laughing and talking. Right. Those, those have probably just come from the compound, but would you, you wouldn't engage them unless they engaged you. Because you've got limited ammo, you don't know what you're walking into, you're trying to get there and...
4: There, there's only five or six of you. Hurry.
2: Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. you potentially even enemies behind you as well. So so you might see them on the way back, and I think that's going to be the interesting part of the game, because those guys could have a puppy on the way back. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But as you're getting closer to the uh, the objective uh, on the way there, it's, it's going to be they're more bad guys, because the yeah. good guys are not going to want to be in the area.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it being a public place and a, a public uprising, the public would have known about it as, you know, the men grabbed their AKs and walked out the door, and they'd be telling their families, get inside, the word would go out, and that, that place had just shut down from the civilian population perspective.
3: I'm picturing for the transit game, the route back is going to be much more straightforward than the route there.
2: You think it's just the two turns, come out, turn left, straight down the road, turn left, down that to the top. And like,
3: re- return of enga- uh, rules of engagement and who's firing and who, because like you said, most of the either neutrals or friendlies are gonna have left. Pretty much once you see, and also from a meta perspective, by then, we're on phase three of a three-phase game. People are either gonna be tired, or God forbid, the, the game might already be decided by that point. Yeah. Yeah so we're going to want to get through that part relatively quickly um and also it's going to be fight through though isn't it at the end of yeah three? because it's because it's three because it's phase three of a third phase of a three phase game it can't influence phase four you know it's yeah. whereas the, the transit game two there is where most of my worries are i mean because there we're going to have to do it's going to immediately impact obviously the rest of phase one also phase two and potentially all the way to phase three it's yeah. going to you know Everything that happens in those those first couple turns of that game, and if that game is badly designed or something goes sideways, it's it's going to throw the whole game completely in a cocked hat right off the top of that, you know. So we want to avoid that. Yeah. But the, the the way back, I think it's going to be a, a an almost. A, it's just a wrong gun at this yeah, point. Yeah, more almost a Mogadishu mile. Just yeah. get back to the, right. get back to the safe zone as fast as you can. Yeah. Try not to you know don't leave any casualties behind and you know all ass.
0: I think at that time With. you're just doing you know, the the run and it's just people pot shotting at you, you know, nose straight on combat, so Yeah. You're just gonna try and run the any roadblocks, anything like right. right. yeah. uh, any, any, that. Any any
3: any fire the GRS might do at that point it's just gonna be to suppress people shooting back at them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not gonna be go they're not gonna be kicking down doors looking for people or you know, anything like that. It doesn't sound like
2: yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's not part enough in a bulletproof window open. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: However, depending on how uh, gun free they are on the way in is going to negatively affect
3: him on the way out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If there's only two guys left by that point, you know, God forbid.
2: With, with that being such a low, friendly count, um, what are your thoughts on ammunition? Because <sighs> Do I, we want I'm to pretty sure dead? once they got to the compound, they actually started to switch out a lot of the gear for what was available. Yeah.
0: Because I don't I know. know. I guess on, that's going to have to... Take some consideration. I mean, do we want to get that deep into the weeds? I'm,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't think you would in the route in, but I think for the game potentially, uh-huh. I think you could. You, you know, you could be hitting
0: a dead man's clip. I I almost think I don't know, Jim. I mean, is it a random die roll to see if you? Uh, you know, you're out of ammo, or... I mean, I, I hate to do a lot of bookkeeping, saying, all right, we're yeah. down to one yeah. mag each,
3: and... There are people that do that. Like, you'll roll 2d6 to, to fire, uh, and if you roll snake eyes, oh, you're magically out of ammunition. Yeah. Um, These guys
2: would know about round count. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. That, that, that's that's kind of a shortcut, and an abstracted shortcut that a lot of game systems use. Um, I don't know if I, I would... Day well, the other
0: option... I just thought of another option, is we take let's say, a 12-sided die and use that as a countdown. So, you know, I don't know. I mean,
3: you, you have almost
0: to have to one, do multiple each, each, bookkeeping. Each, each
3: of your six players, yeah.
0: You know, you have a 12-sided Good, uh, die as your mag count, and then you have a 20-sided die as your round count. It, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous. I, I, I don't know how you would do it where it doesn't interrupt the flow of the game but you know we're not the movies where you have unlimited yeah. rounds like rambo
5: first edition specter had in one of the optional rules did have ammo counts yeah in the first edition rule set but I is it in the second edition page or I, don't I don't have it. my book near no, me no it's in the fir- it's in the first okay
2: I've it done it in other first, games where you had a dab first. card for each weapon, and basically uh-huh. you just dabbed as you went, to just white dots, uh-huh. just yeah. to make your life easy. But with this one, because the timing is everything. Maybe once you get to your tabletop fight at the comp at the compound, if you had a turn count, and after a certain turn count, you start checking for ammo. Okay. So you so you've got a random turn count until you've got all your objectives, until you decide to leave. Uh huh. So if you run that in five turns, you're fine. You add ammo the whole time. If you run that to nine turns, that's seven turn, eight turn, and nine turn. You were rolling to see if you are out of ammo. Yeah.
1: Now, are you doing the round, the ammo count for both sides? Because uh, they do completely no. different. Well, I wouldn't enough. say you would do an ammo count for like the insurgents
0: because they're just it's it's mob action and then they ebb based on the turn. You know if we're going along the timeline so you're configuring if they're ebbing in the turn they're that's when they're going low on ammo or they've ransacked whatever they can so i don't think we have to count ammo for the bad guys
4: yeah i was gonna say that's more of a kind of event based than uh you know in my mind you know okay they've gotten this far or they accomplished this and now they're going to pull off but until then you know they're randomly armed with whatever small arms they had
3: yeah Right. And uh, at yeah. least on the run And one the- thing I would like to... Go ahead. Sorry, go on, oh, I was just going to uh, say, what- at, at least in the transit game, I don't think you would be fighting the same insurgents from turn to turn. Maybe two or three turns if you get hung up on a roadblock, but even if that part of the game lasts six, seven, eight, nine turns, it's you're different fighting groups. different insurgents yeah. as you go because you're driving through a part of the city. Now, as far as keeping track of ammo goes, in the transit game... The Transit game is going to be done online in Excel. Uh-huh. So I could have a tracker where it would be on the same table and you would literally just put like a, a click in a box or something or whatever right. um, if you wanted to. We're talking about six guys.
4: Well, the other thing mm-hmm. to to remember on that is these guys are in up-armored vehicles. They're, they're not shooting out of their vehicles unless they get out and dismount. And right. there's a pretty good yeah. chance I don't want to get out of the big armored box that's going to protect me from all the small yeah. arms. So there's not so really going to be any... Well, they dismounted a
0: couple times on their way in.
4: Yeah, to negotiate or,
0: yeah. uh, you know, verify uh, So, I mean, the, control, there's got to be yeah. some roadblocks in there at different points because they all have to dismount to, you know, get around them or. That's when the interpreter comes in as well. Yeah. Yes.
5: Yeah. Wasn't one of the vehicles lost, though? Didn't one of
2: the vehicles get lost? No, in the. No, in no, the no. no. That was on the way out.
0: That was the State Department guys. That on the way out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah that, we,
3: we, uh, we, right. we, we want to we be careful about building a rule system around what happened
0: yeah mm-hmm. because we
3: don't know what's going to happen right we wanna, exactly we be, yeah. Yeah.
0: well yeah there so, has to be that randomness as far as encounters and roadblocks and all that you know we don't want to play it like it actually happens all right turn one we're doing this because then it's it's you're just recreating you're not playing
5: you're, yeah you're so, doing a simulation aren't you yeah it's not yeah. a simulation
2: The good thing Uh, is the compound actually had an armory, so you could have that as an objective. As long as you get somebody alive that can put in the key to get you in. Yeah. that's what I was going to say. Once
3: once we, like, I would not say that the ammo level of different phases of the game affect each other. When you get to, like, okay, you have 10 ammo points or whatever, okay? That means each guy can fire 10 fire faces. If you, you know, get there in five turns and each person only fired, like, six times, okay, everybody made it or whatever. Um... Once you get to the compound, okay, ammunition counters are reset. This also doesn't burden the other game with... You know, rule systems that we designed for a previous system or whatever. Uh And uh, like you said, you know, factually there was an armory there. So everybody, if you make it to the armory and you get inside the, or not the armory, uh, if you make it to the compound and you're inside the compound, everybody gears up and you know, phase two, everyone's ammo, everyone's ammo counter is more or less reset. You get to the end of phase two, the 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 miniatures table. Okay, now it's time to get back to that CIA uh, annex. Everybody load up with everything that they can carry. We're making a run for it. Again, everyone's ammo counter. is 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 reset
4: yep no that makes that makes sense
3: so keep it compartmentalized don't have it be well i (laughs) fired two times back in the the race to get to the compound and then i get to the compound i have no ammo left yeah i mean i don't think we should do that at all Nope. no
0: no all right sounds good sounds like a plan. so now we have to work on timeline (laughs)
5: But also, J.D., you've got to think is what rule set are you thinking about for the 28 mil compound?
0: Well, we'll probably use Spectre for... um...
5: I would probably say use um, Sangin.
0: Really? How come? Uh, uh,
5: Spectre doesn't have that... uh, You you should say... Say, for example, a member of the JRS guys gets shot. Uh Yeah? He's... He's going to go down straight away. There is there is no granularity for oh, injuries. Yeah. yeah. It's there is you know if you if you feel a lethality roll on, you hit but you don't do a lethality roll then it goes to a wound table. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: But I th- I think possibly Sangin might work better because then you can cust- you've got that element of role playing into it, where you can customize those GRS guys. Uh huh. And then, of course, you do have the Special Forces book that Michael Charge wrote, which has, you know, the stats in for doing SEALs or Delta or, or whatever. And it, and it gives you the, the... There's some stuff, there's some set specifically for Special Forces in there.
0: Yeah. Um, well, there's
3: contractor I
5: stuff, do
0: too. Were you guys
3: talking earlier me? about having the insurgents on the miniature table on a not one-to-one uh, correlation yeah. between miniatures, does, would, would Sangin support that? I think it would. Um, I don't know, no, I, don't, I, don't I don't know much about I don't think, me spec that no Sangin would
5: really, don't really have rules for that mass, you know.
3: Yeah, no, it's one pretty guy. much one-to-one. Sang, it pretty sounds like it's a, a pretty small uh firefight kind of a game, and that works well for the uh for the for the operators. We're talking about like six guys, assuming uh-huh. everybody made it. Plus, I'm assuming there were also some people already in the compound, so maybe now your force is up to ten. Yeah, I'm guessing mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Is okay, so ten versus fifty. Yeah, sixty combatants on the table. Is that? I'm just, I'm, a, I'm literally just asking. Is that too big for sangin No,
0: because uh, Sangen, you oh, can okay. go up to tune level. No. Yeah, you can do okay. platoon levels. I think you can go up to platoon level on it. I mean, the other option yeah. would be uh, contact front, right, Jim? We could possibly use those.
3: Um, yeah, if we could figure out what the rule to hit was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I'm just kidding, yeah. What about force on force, then? I'm not too familiar with that rule set. Jim, you've played that several times.
3: Uh, The only part of force on force I have, to- have difficulty with... Um, a uh, short answer, yes. Um, is the uh, the only part I have a little bit of issue with, and that's probably just on me, is the activation system. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh huh. But yeah, six or I should say ten on fifty sounds like it would work for, for force on force. <laughs> it's uh it's an older rule set, so I don't know if that's an issue.
0: Well, I don't have a copy. I have uh, I have one of the books. So I don't remember which one, but I don't have the actual r- rule book. Okay. Uh, I think you can still order it as a PDF. Yeah. Uh, through Osprey. Um, I aunt, did aunt? I I did message aunt. somebody. Somebody was selling the complete set of the books. Um, so, speaking of which, I should message him again because he never messaged me back, said he was going to. Um, yeah. I mean... I guess we'll have to look at it. I I wanted to use a, a rule system that's actually still in use. Yeah, that's yeah. What I
3: was going to ask. Did you want to use a little rule set? So because that
0: way, if anybody else wants to give this a shot or anything, you know, they they have that. And so, you know, and we uh, do work with Dish Dash Publishing, the guys behind Sangin mm-hmm. and Spectre. So, yeah. I would prefer to use rule sets that we, you know, have relationship with people with. I, I mean, I, I would I would weigh it up. I would have a look at both of them,
5: and I think both of them have got their merits uh, in doing it. It's just, you know, if you want to go down the route of having a little bit more, shall we say, customization with your units, uh-huh. especially with the, the operators, you might want to look I at think I think we could make Sangin yeah. work. I think we could make Sangin work.
0: And the nice thing about Sangin is we have that RPG aspect of it, you know? I was going to yeah. say
3: you mentioned earlier which side which which of those two games has the more uh, has more of a wound mechanic uh, Sangin yeah then I would Sangen, probably bro. say if Sangin isn't too small or you know you know what I mean if it, this is not hand if it's if this battle wouldn't be too big to do in Sangin because our, our our operator force is very small yeah six assuming all of them make it which I'm designing the transit game I can promise you not all of them are going to make it oh no <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously um, assuming all six of them make it and there's a handful of guys already in the compound you're talking about maybe ten uh huh and if your game is just you get hit you're eliminated that force level is going to drop really fast yeah so if you have a wound mechanic in there okay this guy's hit he's still operational he's hit again he's at negative one okay now he's finally out uh, I think that might work a little bit better from a mechanical perspective yeah no I agree otherwise the battle might end with with horrific speed
0: so I say we, we just go with Sangan and we can customize it Not, you know nice thing is uh, since we know the guys that write it we can always reach out to them to get some help Yeah. Um, you know with adjusting any rules for you know um, you know for the insurgents and stuff as far as mm-hmm. you know numbers and things so um, and I bet they would be very very interested in working on this project with us Yeah, it probably would it might be worth reaching out to Colin yeah to I, I will please, definitely reach you know,
5: out to Colin uh, Colin if you're listening um, uh, contact me you know, as, as much as I love Spectre I just think for this I think Sangin might work as a slightly better
0: I, I, I take. think I would agree with that one um, you know, it, it definitely has that feel of it. I mean, there's a lot of Spectre aspect to this mm-hmm. game, you know, as far as the one-on-one, you know, PMCs, GRS in yeah. this case, um, that you could get into. But, you know, you're still looking at one-to-one miniatures, whereas this one we want to mm-hmm. do a hybrid. And with kind of the RPG aspect and stuff of it as well, because we are playing specific characters and things. Um it might definitely be the better choice so so jim uh gaz ralph everybody um so as far as doing the live stream so i guess you know when you don't have gameplay on sundays jim or if you want to do thursday night so just for everybody we're not gonna do a schedule as far as like tuesday nights anymore it will be thursday it will be our live streaming night and then we will do something on sundays um you know, when we try to add more stuff, it just gets too complicated, and real life unfortunately gets in the way in a lot of things. So, are you good with that, guys? As far as life? Like,
3: yeah, so so we're committing to Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah.
2: So, so, so what I, time Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> Being
3: right. six hours ahead of
2: you guys. Here. Well, I mean,
0: even guys, if you want to do something, you know, because obviously, with the time difference, a lot of the people that are overseas don't get to see the live stream. So, mm-hmm. you know. It would be nice to have somebody on your side of the pond that would do a live stream, um, you know, for the audiences over there. Because the UK, if you look at our demographics, the UK is our second largest audience. So, uh, and then it's Australia, believe it or not. So, it's all gas. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I, was like, I could use some Sundays off. But, uh, <laughs> no, but guys, I usually stream on Sundays, and uh, my stream on Sunday I usually start pretty early. Okay, um, yeah. Whether no matter what I'm running, it's usually 12, 1, maybe 2 o'clock my time, and I'm only five hours behind you, so it would be like Sunday evening.
2: Yeah, not, Sundays would be fine for me. It'd just be the Thursday so it'd be Yeah, no, I
0: mean if if you if you're open to doing a Sunday show here and there, that would yeah, be awesome, yeah, and then you know, G- uh, Jim and I can handle Thursday nights
2: yeah yeah that's cool
0: you know and then we'll just have to put a schedule together we'll talk about that in our meeting but um so that gives people an idea and then uh jim i think just for subject matter you know marty chris and i will take thursday night and we'll start painting up miniatures and well some of us can some of us are retarded and can't well so
4: thursday night is our vfw meeting and since we're both officers there's one thursday night a month that we're not
0: available okay so which is fine i mean we can work it out but um you know have not. you
2: seen how big your board needs to be, G? What's
0: that?
2: Have you seen how big yeah. your board? No, see. how
3: big does it have to be? Because so I'm looking I, at. I,
2: um,
0: I
3: think they said that they were going to be a little flexible with the scale. Yeah, a yes. little flexible. So, I'm,
4: looking
0: <laughs> at a, I'm looking at a distance of approximately 660 so, yards north to south.
2: Right. Yeah. I've got 600 feet by 300 feet. Okay.
0: So, Jim, uh, you're the scale so, expert.
2: Ten point seven foot by five point three 6, five foot. Oh
0: that's I'm easy. In. Six and by four table. <laughs> so we can do a six by twelve.
2: So if you do a six by twelve, you'll bang in. And that'll give you room for the road just outside the guard. Six and by down.
0: twelve it is.
4: Six by twelve.
2: Ah, 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 ah. Come on, this is America. We go
3: big. So
4: uh need <laughs> <much rubbery. laughs> I
3: need plenty of space over here.
4: We're gonna need you to put a heater in your garage, <laughs> G. No no, <laughs> we can
0: use the pool table downstairs. <laughs>
4: Well, that's half of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: the reason to buy a second pool table.
0: <laughs> there you go. we Always she wanted that air hockey table, Don, right? right. <laughs> uh, six by twelve, or we could shrink it down. Because a lot yeah. of it's just orchard and vineyard, anyways, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we could go four by eight.
4: Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, no, yeah. No we can, we can fit it down. Yeah, yeah. She we'll
0: is. do four by eight. Let's make it a little bit more manageable. That's a big kit, by the way, as well. That's, okay. that's a
5: nice big kiss. Yeah, that, that's the service I've done. Um, yeah, well, I got the first of compound coming,
0: and then there's we'll just course. have to foam build things, the other ones, and the walls, and trees. It's no big deal. We can use HO trees or O scale, whatever. the swimming pool. Swimming pool would just be a blue something on the ground. So. Yeah,
2: just a cut square of yeah. blue. Mouthfuls. I'm
0: not getting fancy making a real pool. Sorry, guys, that ain't happening. But by that Sarissa. Sarissa do one? Do they? In the <laughs> apocalypse set. They
5: probably do. They do. There's a swim pool you can buy in the Sarissa sort of apocalypse set.
0: Stop! Do. <laughs> so what? We'll, yeah we'll go 4x8 uh, uh, for the you gotta, compound
3: you gotta fill the pool with like some sort of a, of a, of a clear gel oh I have so that, modeling water so that, here on my table so that before it dries you can get like an insurgent and put it in like the, the, the nice. face down position <laughs> kind of leave them in there
4: yeah all the all Post the pocket. patio furniture and stuff yeah. because there's actually photos of the pool after the attack yeah you know it's got like patio furniture and pillows and just debris in it but yeah a dead guy floating in there's much better
3: oh there you go <laughs> so it looks like charlie sheen's pool after like a four-day weekend right you know, it's just it's just wreckage everywhere
0: winning <laughs> all right cool so we've got a plan uh, uh, sounds good blue. Uh, we're almost up to two hours on this broadcast, so I think uh, anybody have any final thoughts before we close out the show today? Yeah, you there's, talk a there's lot.
5: There's one small piece of news. which okay. people Go for may it. You may not have seen, have not seen as, um From the middle of January, Spectre are bringing
0: back all their vehicles. Okay, because they, they shipped it out, right? They farmed it out?
5: Yeah, they farmed it out, or they, they've outsourced it to an external company. So from the middle of January, they're going to be back. And you can pre order now. Uh huh. Um, it looks like all the Humphreys are there. The B- BTR 82A is on there. The BMP ones on there
0: as well. Are they going to have the turrets uh, available as well?
5: Um, I'm just going to check. Because
0: I have my um, one vehicle and I do not have a turret for it. Is that a hum- one of the Hummers? No, not the Hummer. The, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, it's not an MRAP. M-A-TV? Oh, you mean the arm? Um, oh,
5: the the, larger, the Yeah, the, 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 they don't have the uh, RWS land warfare one, you know, the remote gun and stuff with the yeah. RPG on. Yeah. But they have all the other
0: stuff. They do but have the other turret the options. So looks like. Okay, I'll just yeah, have to order it, one of those up so I can get that built.
5: Yeah. Yeah, so in there. Crows, so wherever go. it says where the turret is, it says coming pre order. So uh-huh. it means it is coming in. Okay.
0: The cool. Well, still. hopefully, that'll mean there'll be better supply because I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest frustration with Sit, uh, sit Rep. No, that's us. Uh, with Spectre <laughs> is uh, supply. You know? Yeah. As soon as they post stuff, know, it's yeah, gone. Yeah. Okay.
5: So. so, yes, all of the vehicles, by the looks of it, have got pre order. Okay. Um, the Home V has pre order on it. The, JT, the JTV has pre order on it. The, the LTV has got it on as well. Okay. So, it looks like all of their vehicle stocks coming back in the middle of January, which is nice. Yeah. It's really nice for people, you know. Especially those um, BTR, the BTR-82, which is a nice chunky piece of resin.
0: Good. All right, cool. Hey, Gaz, quick question for you. Does White Dragon make any kind of insurgents outside the Afghanis? Uh, Not at the moment. Damn it. Yeah, no. I I really like their minis, so...
2: Yeah, the, um, the, like I say, they're starting something with Israel and some of their areas, but uh, I don't think they've, they've really, their core is still what it is online, okay. which is uh, British troops and um, Taliban insurgents. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah. All right, guys, well, thank you very much for a very interesting show. Uh, to all our Patreon supporters, we thank you very much. Um, soon as we get all the parts to your uh, patreon supporter kit in we'll make sure we get those shipped out to you and so you can enjoy those little perks and catch our live streams on thursday nights at 7 p.m central and sundays at times to be determined do you have a set time jim that you prefer or do you just based on your schedule
3: the the problem is um a lot of times my uh sunday streams are Interact with the community, and yeah. so I'm a little bit uh, stuck with you know when other people are available. Yeah. Um, normally, it's about one or two o'clock Eastern time. That's going to be about uh, six to seven uh, GMT. Uh-huh. Uh That's when I'm streaming by myself. Uh, that'll probably be the time tomorrow. Uh, okay. Of course, that'll have already happened by the time this goes out. But. Um, yeah, that's that's the reason I can't really confirm or uh, commit to a, a scheduled time uh-huh. if we're lined up to play tactical combat Middle East 1991 and the, the guy I'm playing with can't play till three or he wants to play at 11. We game Dark Star with people literally in China, Australia, Canada, the all over the US, Ireland. I mean, Germany. I mean, it's the time zones are a nightmare. So the Sunday streams are a little weird time wise. And that's that's kind of why.
0: Gotcha. All right. Well, so Sunday afternoons. We'll just leave it at that. Sunday afternoons. Um, So, BM Lookout will be posting an actual schedule for 13 days equals 13 hours uh, once we get it figured out. um, So, you guys could be able to follow along with us. Uh, We'll get Jim on Facebook somehow uh, so he (laughs) can start communicating with him better. Uh, We do have a Discord channel. Um, We do, right? Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, We have have Discord. Uh, obviously we stream on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook and uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, just look us up on uh, Podcast on Patreon, we appreciate your support, and by uh, merch,
3: no. I'm drinking top, my
0: lifer juice out of my official SitRep mug um, you know, Jim you got your t-shirt you usually wear in the live streams I have mine, I gotta get a sweatshirt Ralph, where's our new graphic buddy? We need our new logo <laughs> It'll be on its way, don't worry I will get around to doing it Okay All right, Um, guys, until the next time, this is G for Marty and Chris here in the United States, for Jim down in Florida, for Gaz and Ralph over in the United Kingdom. And Until the next time, we will see you then. Take care.